friends, and welcome to another episode of Kobold Talk, the podcast where you can take in a little bit of kobold magic, discover new ways to make your kobolds more fun, and most importantly, you know Take Candle. My name is Casey, and welcome to episode one of Kobold Talk. Today we're going to talk a little bit about kobold stories, some facts, different things maybe you have or have not heard about kobolds, and we're going to talk about even painting kobolds because that's the thing you can do that little miniature plastic or metal kobolds but first i'm going to hand it over to my co-host brent and we're going to talk about some kobolds what's up brent how's it going this koboldy day hey casey good to talk to you so uh i'm I'm glad we're having this chat now uh really just 36 hours ago or so i posted a video up on my youtube channel Mm-hmm. Which is not uh, a Cobalt specific YouTube channel, but I, I oh, was able okay. to get out a little bit of Cobalt content. So put out a video about painting some some very expensive Cobalts. And while I do like to see some high quality Cobalt models, I think Cobalts are for everybody. And so I was definitely disappointed at the price point. Um, so I had a little bit of chat about that and. Yeah, those were kobolds, the kobold models that were expensive enough. Those are from the the new WizKids Frameworks lines that I don't think many people are going to buy them. So I wanted to to show you what they were and paint them up and kind of put that content out there for free so that that everybody could at least experience this model kit, um, even even if they ultimately end up going and buying uh, many many of the the cheaper kobolds out on the market. Right, right. Um, how much was the kit? I did, I did see the video. I know it was expensive, but maybe for for people who haven't seen that video, how much was that actual kit, and how many kobolds came in that kit? Right. So if you if you didn't see the video, it, it was a kit of seven kobolds for fifty U.S. dollars. Um, I know not everybody. That's a that's a lot, right? It's a lot. And it's just to put that in context, because like not everybody lives in the United States. Um, you can get like a, a two item combo meal from Panda Express for mm. eight or nine dollars. So, and, and yeah. that's uh, so what you do is you say, I want a, want a two item combo, and they say, Okay, what, what's your what, what's your carb? What's your you want noodles or, or rice or fried rice? And you and you say, Lo main, you get the you get the fried noodles, <laughs> uh-huh. and then they say, Okay, what are you, what are your two entrees? And you say, Orange chicken. And they say, And then orange classic, chicken. orange chicken. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And uh, you you pay them eight or nine dollars, and so you can do this every day for a work week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, depending on whether or not you're you're getting a drink on the side, and sure, that sure. you know. That's a lot of that's a lot of lunch. That's a lot of pretty good lunch for the price of this pack of seven seven little kobolds. Yeah. And I know a lot of our fans that is a, that is they are willing to make that trade absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not an option for everybody, you know. So uh, today we'll we'll talk a little bit about you know kobolds where you can get seven for like seven dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the the options for three D printing kobolds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um, why don't we start? Uh, maybe we'll start on a little bit more of a basic level. Why don't we Why don't we go through like what is a kobold? You know, we've been talking about kobolds this whole time. We we haven't even said what kobolds are. 
So that's on us. I know. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I apologize. It's the first episode. You know, we're really just trying to work out the kinks on that. Um, you know, we're just not very good at podcasting. So you know, as they say, there's a uh, kobolds in the system. You know what I mean? So we're really, we're really trying to work that out. But here are some, uh, here's some straight kobold facts. Some little bit of history. Now you might be surprised to know that kobolds are in fact based on real fairy tales in Europe. Did you know that, Brent? I did, but I think it's really important that we're we're getting back to the basics here. So lead on, Casey. All right. Well, kobold in German folklore is a mischievous household spirit who's usually helps with chores, gives other valuable services, but who often hides household and farm tools or kicks over stooping persons. He is temperamental and becomes outraged when he's not properly fed. And he sometimes sings to children. Now, I like that story because, you know, a lot of the times you always, you, there's something, something happens when you're, you're just by yourself at home and, and who's to blame, you know? So it, it's so nice to just be, oh, that koboldy kicked me over while I was stooping to pick up my tools. And I like that. I like that idea. So, you know, it's fun. You got it. You got a kobold in the system. Exactly. It, it, yeah. Kind of yeah. like a gremlin in the system. Right. And uh, in those historical uses, uh, a lot of the language actually kind of blended between kobolds and goblins. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the etymology goes back to uh, ancient Greece, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, a lot of the reference were from 13th century German peasantry, which is... Uh, in some ways, kind of cool because I I learned that the the German peasantry would actually carve kobolds in their homes, which is very similar to what we do. Actually, that's true. That is very true. And you know the the, the peasants back then didn't have access to a lot of pigments, but <laughs> that's I gotta believe yeah. some of them at least you know. Did a little bit of staining or, or varnishing or at least, you know, oiled up their little carvings of, of kobolds oh, to I'm sure preserve you, you know, them. And you get the oils out nice. of a, some kind of a goat sack or something that would, would mm-hmm. shine up some wood real nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm yep. sure that's a thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and if you are into woodworking and kobolds, then uh, maybe leave us a comment down in the comments section. That is youtube.com slash Kobold Bravely, the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for putting that in there, my uh, my co-host. Yeah, uh, very good. Very out. good. Yeah. Now, we I think we should clarify that in these older interpretations of of the theme and the majesty of kobolds, these were not necessarily the uh, the quirky little lizards that we're we're all thinking of top of mind. Uh, they they had. You know, more more human like characteristics. So mm-hmm. uh almost like little people or or little gnomes or or a little bit goblin like. A, a little bit a little bit, yeah. yeah. Pointy yeah. ears, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like elf in the in the Keebler elf kinda oh, kind of sure. sense of the word. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But even then, uh there were there were the tales of them living underground, which which starts to get into that more modern interpretation. That's true, which we can we can kind of break down a little bit. Obviously, uh, it being the year that it is, um, 
our our view on kobolds today is quite a bit different. Now, uh, you might see kobolds with candles, kobolds without candles, kobolds with scales, kobolds without scales. It's a it's a little bit out there. Um, in fact, uh, not even that long ago, kobolds were technically dogs, and then they changed. Were they? They were. I didn't see that one in uh, in mostly Asian cultures. If I if I'm being correct. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, in in modern terms, I think this I think this tiny rat like creature that lives in tunnels versus a tiny lizard like creature that lives in tunnels. Um, I think I think in modern terms, that's the real dichotomy of kobolds. The the two halves of the coin. That's yeah. kind of where we landed, as it were. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, which, which, um, I guess, which interpretation do you prefer? All right. I've got, I've got a theory that's based kind of off of uh, Wowpedia here. But I was looking at Wowpedia, mm. and they have a phonetic spelling of the kobold as it refers to the tiny rat person. Okay. And according to Wowpedia, kobold is pronounced co bald. Kobold. Bald. Bald. Now, bald. B A W L D is how they're spelling that second syllable there. Now, I think for I think both of us pronounce it bold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, that's that's how I've definitely heard it the most. Uh, I didn't Brave, know there was another confident, bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which yeah. they are. So I, I, most of the time, it seems appropriate. Now, the community editors over there at Wowpedia are are people that I've come to trust over the years. That's true. And That's very true. I think they, I, I think they probably put a lot of effort in when they were spelling out the uh, the phonetics for kobolds as it applies to world of warcraft as it applies to world of warcraft i could see that being maybe up for interpretation right they they decided they wanted to take uh you know orcs and elves and kobolds kobolds and kind of change yeah. them up a little bit change the the phonetic spelling um right Right. Quite a quite a while ago, I think they they really did that. They tried to differentiate. Like I think orcs for them has I, I want to say it has a, a C in it, like the sure. the old Lord of the Rings style. I can't remember. I could be wrong. Yeah, Warcraft Warcraft orcs are spelled with a C. They that's are, for right? sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. So it's a little bit different than even some of the other creatures that we may have run into um, in and out of other fantasy style games. Um, right. Yeah. So that's and, interesting, and, and they look different, right? They're rat people. They do. They do. Now, interestingly, the, the design from Dungeons and Dragons with the lizard people and World of Warcraft with the rat people, they both kind of have like a goatee. Like that's the right. that's the <laughs> uh unifying aspect is like the overall size and the and the little goatee. So the rats have like a goatee of hair. And the kobolds in Dungeons and Dragons kind of have that thing that some uh, interpretations of dragons have where mm-hmm. the dragons have like a, a pointy chin. Sure. I think for sure. I think for some dragons that's that's actually bone, like a pointy chin bone. And for others, 
I don't know if it's like wobbly flesh or what, but they, they definitely have like a, like a pointy goatee down there. <laughs> wobbly flesh. Right? You know what I'm talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. You wobbly do. flesh. That's that's a good one. Um, I mean, well, I, not... I'd like to think that it, it's a, a bone because like your chin is, is definitely a bone already, right? Like yeah. it, it would grow down. Yeah, I mean, for for some interpretations I've seen, it's it has, you know, it, it has that pointy chin, but it, you know, it, it has enough <laughs> similarity to to a beard that I think yeah. it would not not be a bone in some cases. So it's like a beard but bone, a beard bone, a beard yeah. bone. I, I got exactly. You. It's so exactly. that the silhouette of the kobold, you know, in, in the dark or maybe to a predator, can look mm-hmm. a little more intimidating with a gnarly uh, beard. Yeah, right. Because they're they're lurking around in caverns uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm. They're lurking around in dragon layers, and if you're an adventurer, you know, level two, three adventurer, yeah, uh, yeah. going through a, a cavern system, and you know things are just lit up by by torchlight every every you know hundred feet or so, and then you you turn a corner, and you see. This this silhouette you see the these shadows on on the wall right down down <gasps> down in this distant cave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's these two dragons like yes. gibbering at each other right uh, high on the wall uh, yeah outlined hmm. I that's man that would I be think intimidating that, I think that right? level two that mm-hmm. level two that level three character. Turns around, says to their their level two friend, "We gotta go back. We gotta right, we gotta get right. out of here." I can see yeah. how this. I can see how this makes sense. Now, if if say the kobolds were standing around fire and they are at the other end of a cave, and this this silhouette is being projected up onto the cave wall, then an adventurer might see that and and turn and run away because mayhaps there are two large dragons who are going to eat them. Now, I wonder. I do wonder if this plays into the common conception that kobolds don't like it when people take their candles now the reason i say that is because perhaps that if a kobold has a candle more often than not then the silhouette projected with a nice beard bone Mm -hmm. really keeps them alive it's it's more of a defense mechanism than anything else Hey, this this all makes sense. Mm. Now, now we've been talking, you know, the idea of kobolds has kind of changed and evolved over the centuries. Um, obviously, the the idea of kobolds has been important to humans for generations upon generations at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But we're we're really starting to get to a point where we almost agree on what a kobold is mm. and and what it what the essence is that that makes it so important to, to human mythology. Um, and I think that's why we enjoy painting kobolds so much. I think, I think that's true. And, and honestly, if I, if I had to choose a model to paint any day of the week, it would definitely be a kobold. And there are lots and lots of varieties, as we did mention. So now that we've kind of caught up on the history, we've talked a little bit about the models. Why don't we get into some of the varieties of models that are out there that we can get our hands on and maybe how to get them. Absolutely. So when you're not doing this po- uh, podcast, Kobold Talk, mm. uh, you run a YouTube channel, eBay Miniature Rescues. I do, I do. So how do you like to get your kobolds? Well, generally, I like to 3D print my kobolds. 
Oh, okay. I know. I know what you were thinking. <laughs> I know. But you know what? eBay is just, they, just, there's not very many kobolds on eBay. Now, I will tell you that if you want the best kobolds, okay, secret, secret kobold area is Etsy. That's where you want to go. Because not only are there normal models, PVC, pewter, anything else like that, that are, people are making or selling on Etsy, but there's a lot of handcrafted kobolds. And that's really what, what you want, especially if you're trying to get like, you know, a little kobold avatar for your house, for a loved one. That's really where you want to go. Yeah. Kobolds make great gifts. Oh, yes. They really do. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I think really that, that any that's, occasion. <laughs> that's true. For any occasion. You can, you, you can put them, yeah, you put them, put them on a birthday cake. Uh, yeah, you get some really nice ones that like actually like kobold candles look really nice on a, right. on a birthday yeah, cake. Yeah. Um, the perfect size for for stocking stuffers, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Christmas morning, and and uh, you get you get a few fun things in your stocking, and then oh, what's this down? It kind of fell down to the the very toe of the stocking. Like <laughs> oh, there's something else down here. <laughs> they, what is it? They like, call that a oh. toe bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toe bold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are the best kind of kobolds. A secret one. Oh, oh, I think we sure. all have. Uh, you know, memories of that on Christmas morning. Definitely. Just the, yeah, just, just something to, to really round out Christmas morning is just that, that last little kobold is the, <laughs> the best thing that could cause possibly be down there in the toe region. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Etsy is probably where I would source my kobolds generally. Um, there's a good variety on there. Uh, like I said, and, and you can get the 3d, 3d printable stuff on there. I, I like those because, you know, I can, I got some more options. I got size options, right. With a 3d printer, whereas buying them straight, I don't always have that size option. I don't necessarily like my kobolds to be seven to a palm, if you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just not my kind of kobold. And especially for $50. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I saw a lot of comments on that YouTube video I made mm. of people talking about you know how much resin fifty dollars can buy at least two bottles how much yeah you get get into the point of two bottles yeah mm. yeah the big, uh, big you bottles. know some people were saying like or like a bottle plus a couple of packs of STL files that, oh yeah that's a good point and, you got to buy those files yeah. yeah yeah and they're I mean but hey once you have them. You know, 3D printer goes brr unlimited if it's not working. Yeah. Well, unless it's not working, but that's that's for another time. Yeah, that's uh, Kobold's getting in the 3D printing systems. You know, that's got to watch out for that. <sighs> right. But I was actually really interested to see how many of the Kobold fans out there are into 3D printing. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Yeah, again, my my YouTube channel is not strictly kobolds the way this podcast is, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes I dabble in D&D, sometimes Warhammer, um, which doesn't actually have a lot of kobolds. We'll talk about whether Warhammer has some secret kobolds here in just a moment. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Now, you know, Warhammer models are typically priced... Just 
just at, at the absolute maximum of what the market will bear in, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, value of Warhammer models. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, 3D printing came natural to that community because of, of cost-saving measures. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's very typical to see comments on Warhammer videos, uh, 3D printer goes burr. You should just oh, buy yeah. a 3D printer. Oh, for the cost of two of those models, you could get a 3D printer. I would just 3D print that. 3D <laughs> printed sculpts are so much better. Uh, Games Workshop is pricing themselves out of the market now that 3D printing is getting so good. And it's something you expect to see on Warhammer videos. There's um, That's a good point, yeah. There's, there's kind of a, a disgruntled fan base that... You know, a lot of people who I don't think will ever actually invest in a 3D printer uh, who who just kind of use that as, as like a little talking point. But I was very interested to see on this recent Dungeons & Dragons video that I made, this D&D video and specifically Kobold video that I made. Yeah. That like half of the comments in, in responding to the price we're talking about 3D printing. And I don't think that I don't think of Dungeons and Dragons as having that same disgruntled fan base when it comes to miniature prices. And so mm-hmm. it was very interesting to see like even even more comments than normal. More comments than almost any video I've seen before, especially for a video <laughs> where I didn't use the term 3d print 3d printer stl file right uh, right you weren't going with that angle and here it like, is like like often those those words show up at some point during the script of a video or very often they they end up in the keywords for a video this was a video where i'm pretty sure i made no reference to to 3d printing just because right. i was talking about sprue models that was that was the topic of the day but it was at least a third of the comments, maybe closer to a half of the comments, we're talking about 3D printing kobolds. And this is this is something that is really taking the hobby community by storm, is 3D printing kobolds. So why don't you why don't you talk about that, Casey? Well, I, you mentioned that that a lot of these people that are coming out are likely D and D players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming out and saying, like, well, if I'm playing D and D, like I'm gonna buy a 3D printer and I'm gonna print my models. Sculpts are better, whatever, whatever. Well, both you and I happen to know a YouTube channel called the 3D Printing DM, right? Tabletop. The 3D printed tabletop. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. okay, I let me back that up. Yeah, the 3D printed. Yeah. <laughs> 3D printed tabletop with the 3D printing DM, Danny, right? That entire channel is based around Dungeons and Dragons and 3D printing, and it's a mm-hmm. very successful channel. So, stands, you know, makes sense that a lot of D and D players have invested in that. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to like premium, expensive models, like the D and D community has definitely been on this 3D printer side for a lot longer than than most other people, you know, early adopters, True. right? Because yeah. In, in Dungeons and Dragons, every single time you sit down, it's like, well, I need X, Y, and Z if I want a physical representation of this on my table. Right. So the, how are you going to do that? You're going to build it every time? Some people do, and they're very good at it. But nowadays, with 3D printing being so accessible, 
yeah, you might as well just print it out. Um, In fact, Danny sells several packs of wonderful kobolds. He does. And I've I've, uh, been lucky enough to paint uh, a good handful of those kobolds, and they've been some of my more favorite models in uh, Mm -hmm. the last last year or so. I think I painted them, what, like middle 2021? Somewhere in there. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. Yep. And that that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, so, yeah, there's there's just that that correlation that already exists between Dungeons and Dragons and 3D printing, which which is very interesting for the company to then double down on like PVC plastic models, right? Because they already have an audience doing something else. So it's it's very strange to me. Well, they're. There have been a lot of companies over the years who both officially and unofficially have made miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, there, there are a lot of, of minis that are not officially branded D&D minis, but are absolutely out there selling human fighters and, and kobolds and, and all kinds of other mm-hmm. familiar mm-hmm. faces. Um, some of them are a little bit harder to, to steal. You got to have a, giant tentacle eyeball monster instead of a beholder if you're if you're not paying for that license but i mean they're yeah (laughs) sure sure um but in in terms of of these kobolds that i made a video on this was the the first polystyrene officially licensed kobold sprue ever made i think and it's it's kind of interesting that I think I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, and it's kind of interesting that it's taken like 40 years of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> to get to this point. That's a good because, point. That's true. Because this is such a such a key race in right. the world, kobolds. Well, like uh, you mentioned the, it's this level 1, 2, 3, like you're probably going to be encountering some kobolds. That's it's a very yeah, common staple of dungeons and dragons that's that's like the fastest way you start interacting with dragonkin you know right dungeons and dragons exactly but if your party stops hanging out before level like what 15 you're not gonna be meeting dragons you're gonna be meeting kobolds uh, what what this is really doing is just mitigating the fact that no DD group makes it past level three or four so you're never going to see dragons in the Dungeons and Dragons part. This is how they, they shoehorn that in. Yeah. Well, uh, look, no spoilers, but uh, I'm doing a, another podcast that is not, again, not kobold specific, but it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that's, called that's 20 close. Sided Realms. Sure. Yep. The yeah. 20 Sided Realms, TSRP. And we're doing a little adventure in Waterdeep and I, I I think at some point the words dragon heist might come into this adventure. I I, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and no spoilers, but the party makes it to at least level two. So <laughs> we may get to a point All where right. we're, we're interacting with uh, like, like beefy kobolds or. I mean, so far there have been, there have been a few and the interactions have been delightful. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, I've I've quite enjoyed those kobold interactions so far. So, how's your D and D group going, Casey? Oh, it, oh, that dissolved. Uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, we didn't make it past I, level one. Is this a sore subject? I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, yes, but I'll talk about it anyways. Um, so yeah, we were playing, and you know, you know, sometimes you just get one of those characters, one of those people, right, who just wants to be the well actually guy. And well, actually, I just don't give a shit, and I don't want any part of that. So I'm not. Feels good. Uh, that being said. Uh, my friend who invited me to that game, pretty much, we just disbanded the, the whole thing, kicked out the people we didn't want, and we're starting over. So he's he's homebrewing up a whole different thing. Uh, we're we're going to be doing something else. He's still working on some stuff, and we're going to try again in a much more, let's say, positive and encouraging environment where funny stuff is allowed to happen, and uh, we can have fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to starting yet again. Hopefully, uh, make it past back to level two sessions. One. Yes, back to level back one. To level new one. character, yeah. new name, new everything. Uh, so far in my career, my my career of of playing D anD D since I was little. Um, yeah, never made it past. I think two or three. Hasn't happened. Right back into the groove. Yeah, yeah. It's right. fun to to get back. Go go through those those fun early levels. Uh, really, really in the range yeah. where you get to meet the best creatures in a way. Sometimes I mean, the yeah, simplest yeah. little buddies are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that's why we maybe share an affinity. Like we really like these kobolds because you know what? We just encounter them so often playing Dungeons right. and Dragons from the start so many times that it just it's 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 almost endearing how how nice it is to see them. Absolutely. I mean, in in, in some properties, it's it's goblins more and more mm. often. Mm. Um, Maybe rats in a cellar, but as kind of a as an inferior replacement, honestly. Oh yeah. Uh, At least in at least in our opinion, and I know the the last time Casey that you and I saw each other in person, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, really in in the last couple of hours of the time that we got to spend together uh, down in Florida last year, we were playing a a one shot D and D adventure where the 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 vast majority of the quest givers enemies allies Mm -hmm. and friendly Mm -hmm. npcs were kobolds that's right now you now you and i were actually playing as uh halfling acrobats from the circus correct yes on loan from the circus to uh Mm -hmm. yeah to to help out a small band of kobolds and if i remember correctly i think we may have murdered a few um We, we did Kind of, we, we, but we were provoked. It was a thing. We covered our tracks. We did. We, we hit it up. We, uh, yeah, there was I plausible deniability for that uh-huh. charred little lizard corpse that we left behind. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to so- show that uh, so many good memories for all of us That's true. Are, are, are tied up in these mythical creatures. And that has been the case for for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, um, did you know? I'm going to throw out a kobold. Uh, I don't know, koboldy fact. I guess. Yep. Um, yep. So kobolds, uh, contrary to popular belief, are actually as smart as humans. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> what? Yeah. I learn something new every day. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's a true statement. Hmm. They also live to be 120 years old on average. Some of them have wings. I saw that somewhere. Oh, yeah. They can turn into dragons, too. Sometimes. 
Sometimes. Yeah. I think you have to play like longer into the campaign to see that. Yeah, I mean that's that I don't even some infinite level that you have to hit that no one ever has, so it's you know, it's mythical, I'm sure. I guess it could be done as like a cutscene. You know, if if the DM has like a perfectly crafted encounter where you certainly don't have to fight a, a flying that's true. kobold just... that's, you know, turning into a dragon. But yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you just uh you walk by like a cliff and, and Ooh, yeah. on the other side of a ravine, you see this happening. It's just, just a cutscene kind of thing. Yeah. I just picture a little, little kobold kind of standing there. He's standing on the little cliffside, maybe kicking a rock. And all of a sudden just, right. what's going on? And you, just, you can't really hear him, right? You can see him. You're like, well, what's that little guy doing? All of a sudden, his body just rips in half. His wings come out the back and he starts flying around and is screaming. Oh. <laughs> he has no idea what's happening. It's terrible. I feel so bad for him. Oh, I would still, so cool. I would still that's laugh. So though. Cool. I would that's laugh. so cool. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Oh, uh, so cool. <sighs> All right. Now, now we started uh, part of this talk. You were getting into three <clears> D <throat> printed kobolds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you got there? You, I just, you, I'm just getting a drink from my uh, my kobold cup. It's a big gulp right there. Is it a kobold cup because uh, the the kobolds love Seven Eleven, or is it? I what, mean, they what's would that big gulp. They really would, wouldn't they? They would. They would. Uh, no, I, I feel like this is this is probably the size of maybe a small small kobold. And you know, just it feels good to hold. Oh. You know? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, what you got in there? I got a little bit of a little bit of Mountain Dew watermelon and uh Diet Dr. Pepper. Hmm? Oh my. Mm. You man, we we are on the same <laughs> wavelength here cuz I've I've got yes. here Mountain Dew Major Melon. Major Dew exactly. charged with melon. That's We're exactly just a, what I put in to my, my of, Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we're just a couple of cobalt loving do sucking co-hosts over mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. that's what we are that's exactly yeah. you know what i knew this was a good idea mm-hmm. <sighs> that makes that makes a lot of sense makes me feel better about the longevity of this podcast <laughs> it it does you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be dealing with a lot of episodes of this podcast this one episodes this one isn't oh, yeah. dying after one or two episodes uh, no, I, I no should. way no how no way no it, it's like most D good D campaigns this will go the distance <laughs> I should uh-huh. mention, though, um, that the next episode, you know, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but the next episode is going to be uh, uh, Brent and Casey in person together at the same table. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm excited. So uh, we're, we're heading into, you know, real life talk here. We're mm-hmm. heading into convention season. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. Sort of. Gamma, which is game... It's a game manufacturers. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Okay, that's all the that's all the letters you need. Game and manufacturers. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, the G A and gamma is like game. So I'm not sure how they got that. They just didn't want to say G M A because maybe that would be like grandma, and they just didn't want to get it confused. And gamma, like gamma radiation, sounds cooler. I don't know. Yeah, G A game. Right. M A manufacturers. Something something. It's a game convention. Yeah. It's a game convention. Yeah, it's like a trade show. Yeah, a trade show, and it is in your hometown of of Reno, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm flying out because my 
local game store owner, Brendan, has been telling me about this for years, and it's something he goes to every year to check out upcoming games. Yep. And and see what he needs to be stocking his store up with for the next year to make sure that customers have all the latest and sci-fi and fantasy and uh german based train games for the exactly. for the upcoming season yes and, it's uh, also the the best place to find new kobolds so i think it will be and <laughs> yeah. that's that is really why i'm going oh yeah me uh, too i i wouldn't bother otherwise right i, I mean i know i know uh brendan my my friendly local game store owner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably going to be looking for like tile laying games about the French countryside and making mm. like weird little French castles and stuff. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe some like deck building games. Mm. Um, but I mean, you and I, we know why we're going. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll make the rounds. We'll make some new friends. Um, that's that's definitely the goal. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you'll be flying in pretty soon, and we're gonna we're gonna do that. That's a whole week long trade show convention. Yeah, it yeah. is. And then it's actually not too far before Adepticon. <laughs> it is in fact so, like four days, three days, something like that before. <laughs> yeah. So we've worked out a system where. Um, we're gonna go to Gamma. Mm-hmm. I am then going to spend the next few days living in your hobby room. Yes, that is uh, correct. In this painting room, painting small creatures of some kind, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we're gonna fly together to Adepticon and just keep the party going. Pretty much, so, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a long two weeks. Let me tell you, it's gonna be a lot of kobold yep. talk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's gonna be good. It's going to be good. Hopefully we'll get some podcasting in, record episodes right. four and five of Kobold Talk, and then uh, we're going to yep. paint paint some models and get a lot of stuff done. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We need to decide whether we're doing episodes four and five on the on the same day. Are we just doing it all in one big, long recording session? Are we going to take some breaks for, uh, you know, some some mountain dews or what are we yeah yeah that's a good point that's a good point i mean i think mountain dew breaks are definitely in order in between but like right. there's so much to talk about kobolds that i think we're just gonna have to do back to back like four five maybe six i don't know it depends Honestly, on the day yeah, it, yeah how much mountain dew we it, have it won't even be a choice like we're just gonna keep on going mm-hmm. and we're gonna realize mm-hmm. that hey we gotta break this up like it's fun to do a mega ep- it is really fun to do a mega episode that's on true. kobolds but I think we may end up like realizing, hey, instead of instead of one four and a half episode, let's chop this into two. That's um, a good point. I, I like that idea. Yeah. 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 The two parter. Yeah. Ooh, like we have a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. No, good, 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 good. So all right, Casey, I I know you wanted to talk about this. You have written down here. What is your favorite kobold? that you have painted oh, yeah. and i don't know if that you want to do this like which what's your favorite kobold that you've painted in in the last year or like all-time favorite kobold that you've painted well um, so that that particular uh differentiation kind of plays into a little bit of what we brought up earlier about the warhammer conversation of secret kobolds oh yeah so yeah i mean you're gonna have to to go into that because i think that was that was on on your to do yeah yeah i want to i want to talk about this now 
again, this is something that uh, came up in the Kobold comment section of my recent Kobold video. Hmm. And people were saying like, hey, seven Kobolds for $50 isn't accessible to everyone. And everyone deserves Kobolds. Hmm. Um, hmm. And they were saying like, hey, like, let's look for some alternate model kits here. And they were saying that for $50, you can get like 20 Games Workshop uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar skinks. Yes. And so these are these are like part of the the lizardmen faction of old and they're basically the smallest lizards. Yeah, they're very tiny. So these are so these are like small kind of aquatic sometimes I think lizards and they're yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. So these are small plastic lizards. Yes. Seraphon skinks. Are these acceptable proxies? For kobolds, what do you think, Casey? Hmm. Now, because we all need kobolds in our lives, especially mm-hmm. the Warhammer folks, I'm gonna give it a pass as long sure. as the skink carries a pointy weapon, something pointy, some kind okay. of dagger, maybe a spear. Yeah, and this is something that we haven't really gotten into but kobolds are clever i mean you're saying that they're as as intelligent as a human and it depends on the human well exactly Um, exactly but but in terms of arming themselves with the junk that they have access to i think Mm -hmm. they do a pretty good job they they'll pound some rusty nails into sticks right Um, they'll find pointy sticks oh excuse me oh kobold you pointy Mm -hmm. sticks yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i mean they'll they'll use little rusty pieces of metal uh to, to all the advantage they can and so i mean you have a point that that kobolds will will make pointy little weapons i mean you could see them sometimes you'll see them with a a not pointy club, but a, a club is is mostly acceptable. Some kind of bludgeoning, beating, stabbing type of a weapon, right? And, and clubs, yeah. you know, traditionally can have spikes on them, so sure. that's fine. A spiky sure. club, yeah, yeah, or one that'll give you a real bad splinter. Those are the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the model kits for a lot of the the Seraphon skinks mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. blow guns. Uh-huh. Like like blow darts. Uh, okay. Is that is that a is that a kobold kind of weapon? Do you think? I mean, mm, okay. That might be a little borderline, but again, I'm gonna default to that everyone deserves kobolds. Yeah. And if that's what you have, you know what? Power to you. You know, I'm. I I agree. Like you, you make do with what you have. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. use the power of imagination. Mm. Um, you you take what the market's given to you, and and you make it your own. Yeah, and you do your best with it. Um, I gotta say though, the the skinks, they they don't have the pointy chin. Oh yeah, okay. They they have a webbed uh, crest on their heads, on the oh, top of their heads, a lot of times. That's true. So. So whereas in D and D, the small lizard people have that that kind of protrusion under their chin, they they kind of right, the goatee right. look under the chin. That that the uh, Seraphon skinks have beard. something on the top of the head, 
And, you know, I know Games Workshop is always trying to, to mess with uh, their IP and make it all a little bit different. That's true. Um, so originally, instead of calling these creatures kobolds, they called them lizard man skinks. And then they wanted to, to protect Had even a little bit more. So it became Seraphon skinks. Right. And <clears throat> Space yeah, lizards. It, mm-hmm. And they really don't have... They they barely even have chins. If we're being honest, that's true. Here. They're very They've, rounded. The uh, that the beard bone yeah. is mostly yeah. non-existent in, in these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the larger ones do have a funky beard bone that comes down into like almost a like a, a reverse two J's. You know, one back. You got oh, this little sure. thing. Okay. They got a little bit of yeah. that. That's that's a weird so, silhouette, but you know. <sighs> You can see that they were really inspired by kobolds, and right, I mean, I right. think I think we all know that Games Workshop mines other properties oh, for yeah, deep. basically all deep. Of, of their character design. Yeah, and and so I think we can kind of see the origins mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in you know kobolds for skinks, and so in that respect, if for some reason the cheapest kobold model you can get is warhammer skinks hey all right all right all right yeah i like it and i i gotta say you know the more i think about it i think a kobold with a blowgun is cool i think that's i mean cool. that, that's pretty fancy like and it, and it yeah. kind of makes sense like you, you see like pygmies a lot of the time with blowguns right somehow pygmies can make poisonous blowgun darts and such like why not a kobold huh. yeah why not why not why not yeah i like yeah. i like that that's cool that's cool um. Yeah. Okay. So, so although you know, I'm thinking about it more. Oh, kobolds. Oh, kobolds kind of have a, a little bit of like a wolfy grin. You know, occasionally. That, yeah. Yeah. So they they'll have those kind of teeth sticking out past their gums sometimes. You know, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I'm thinking back from band the 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 mouth amisher like your your, your ability to maintain a, a tight seal and put a put a lot of force through through your lips i got you yeah i think i think if you have teeth sticking down past your bottom lip i think that breaks the seal Ooh. and i think that makes it very hard to get yeah. the force you need for a blowgun so oh man i don't know maybe maybe it's something like the the youngest kobolds before they really grow right, in their canines. Right. Maybe they could be messing around. I mean, with, that would make sense. Like guns, a skinks, but... maybe they got like this thing on their head because it hasn't quite maybe like traveled down their face somehow and created that uh-huh. that uh, beard bone and their teeth haven't developed, so they have soft, floppy, like you were saying, that floppy, uh, floppy skin thing. Yeah, right. So they can they can put that pressure on. That makes sense. Huh. Yeah, it's a little stretch, a little. I'll give you just a little, but but not a hard stretch. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested in running an all kobold campaign. You know, if oh, we're being for sure. honest here, for yeah. sure. That you know what? I don't know why we haven't done that before. That's that's that seems perfect. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll put that on the list if we're going to be hanging out for a couple of weeks. There's really no excuse not to to, to make like a. Yeah. Make like a three episode, you know, mini series about oh, this, yeah. this campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Kobold talk the the five E campaign. We just run yeah. nothing but kobolds. Yeah. You know what? You know what we might want to do too. Why don't we? I don't know. 
we could start at above level three. As kobolds. Oh. You can play as a kobold now in 5e. As one. That's a good point. Yeah. We just skip there, all the, the BS and just skip. There are some characters I got to kill off. Uh, but yes, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I've got a human character right now. Uh, he, he uses a lot of fire magic, so that's true. He, it's good he might have to, you know, go down in a in a blaze of glory, as it were, and, <laughs> uh, and then maybe the maybe the next you know session the party meets a friendly little kobold. We'll that see. would be nice. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we were talking about the whole Warhammer thing because I, I threw us off on that that bit of a tangent because we were talking about what our what was our what was our actual favorite kobold that we painted within the last year or so or, or of all time even um, and that's why I just wanted to make sure we got that Warhammer stuff in there it made sense and that way we kind of count that or at least we had that uh, back and forth to see whether or not it counted uh, since we pretty much do I'm going to say I painted a kobold riding a dinosaur I did. What? Uh, it was a what? Warhammer one. We're stretching. We're making it count. This one had the beard bone. Uh, he's definitely okay. a lizard man. Okay. Uh, he had a pointy stick weapon. So I think I'm okay with that. Um, he was he was riding that lizard and riding it good. And it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, nice. As a, as a close runner up, though, I did paint this rad uh, albino uh, kobold from... Uh, from that campaign that we did play in Florida, um, yeah. and he had some sweet goggles on, and and that was a that was a real fun model of paint actually. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the the pictures of that guy to editor Matt so we can put them up on the screen. In fact, both those models. So, yeah, again, you can't take that one. That one's my favorite. What? What? You didn't paint it? Did you uh, paint no, one? I didn't. Or it's just my paint job is your favorite of of ever all time. <laughs> <laughs> I painted I painted that model more recently than you did, and I painted oh. it with teal skin. Oh, you're right, you're it, right. I okay, I did see that. I did see good. that. I, actually, I might paint that one again. So this is a kobold from Danny's uh, Lost Adventures yeah. Kickstarter, and he's the these are these are kind of bigger kobolds. They're scaled yeah. to be like 25 millimeter scale, like look like decent sized at, at 25 millimeter scale mm -hmm. uh, um, and big enough so that there's a, a lot of nice detail to paint on there. Yes. And this one has uh, these goggles on and he also has what looks like a bedroll with sticks sticking out of it across his back. Um, I, I want to say they're, they're tools because he's supposed to be an engineer for the king. Oh yeah, which yeah, which yeah. also brings into the fact that you know they're as intelligent or more intelligent in probably a lot of cases than humans, right? This mm -hmm. one in particular is a cobalt engineer, which is why he has the cool goggles. He like welds stuff and engineers things. You know, he has a PhD. I'm yep. sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I like those pliers. But anyway, I I've uh, slowly been scheming up a, a rain and hell warband. So this is from uh -oh. Vince Venturella and Adam over Tabletop Minions, and it's the the demons game, the model agnostic demons game. Are you really and running all kobolds? No, I'm not oh, all kobolds. All right, not I, all kobolds. Dibs, dibs, that would be fun though. Dibs. <laughs> okay, you got it. You, I got dibs. You got it. Yeah. 
uh, so it's, it's so it's model agnostic, <laughs> but it, but it has uh, demon descriptions like armored demon and berserker demon and tentacle demon, and there's one that's like torture master or something. Ah, uh, there you go. And and for a little while, I was like, oh, I don't I don't know what to do for that. That's that's intense. Like that's the torture intense, master yeah. demon. That's yeah. That's. That's, that's that, isn't up. that like it's just on brand in most demons? Isn't that kind of the idea? Right, right. <laughs> it, it's so it's so explicitly spelling it out like that. It's like, oh, this guy, this guy's well, got to be extra yeah, twisted. Extra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so for a little while, I was looking at like you know, uh, like dark elf witches and stuff, like just just you know, like torture creatures, creatures no, it, of pain. It would definitely then, be like the cute guy with the little pair of pliers, right? <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's diabolical. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. That, that pair, yeah, he's a torture. He's got his he's got his apron. He's got his goggles. Yes, he's got his pliers, and across his back he has those those sticks, which I'm gonna paint up as as red whippy sticks. Oh, from, yes, from the old the old Warhammers, <laughs> blue whippy sticks, um, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he is gonna be in in my right in hell war band for sure i love that model it's a good model it's very good and, and of course we're we're talking about this one kobold model and like all the applications of this one awesome little buddy but there oh, yeah. are so many good models out there there are um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so so recently uh reaper sent me a few models and uh in particular they sent me some of their most recent bones models the most recent reaper bones mm-hmm. and it was a situation where i started looking at them and I'm like oh this stuff is actually pretty good like <laughs> as, as far as as far as single piece models go out of like not polystyrene plastic i was looking at it like oh this is because uh, it just isn't a model line that i'd paid but paid much attention to before and it kind of had the reputation of being like the cheapest you know Dungeons and Dragons models that you can get, and yeah, um, it kind of had a reputation of like very floppy plastic and everything. And I, I don't know, I just hadn't hadn't spent any time with them. Well, aren't there two different it, kinds of Reaper models? There's like Reaper and then there's Reaper Black. It's like one of them is yeah. slightly nicer, like has better plastic or something. I actually don't know. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly when and where that line is but yes there is a good version of <laughs> reaper bones for sure yeah and uh part of that is uh, this new casting technology or casting company mm. uh co cast oh okay and uh i think it's, it's kind of spelled sio cast but it's pronounced co cast cast yeah and essentially it's like small scale injection molding okay so it's injection molding but instead of uh metal molds or steel molds or whatever it is it's uh vulcanized rubber and so it's a little bit easier to do it on a smaller scale mm-hmm. and there's a few videos out there of of one of these machines in action it's essentially like a refrigerator sized machine that you put in this you know a, uh, a mold kind of like the size of a monster manual mold the size of maybe it's the size of like a player's handbook plus the monster manual that you you put in yeah, this refrigerator like two sides right yeah yeah it is, it is a two-sided mold yeah, yeah the, the top and bottom half you you put them together and it's they're pieces of rubber you put them into it's basically like a refrigerator with a hole in the front you put the, <laughs> right. the mold in there it it uh 
kind of sucks the mold into it and like raises it up and a minute later it pops out the mold again and you take it apart and there's your your minis inside man what a, what a world what a world you, you get a it's cobalt a, mold in in a couple of minutes that's crazy yes yeah and so it's an injection molding process that has essentially cheaper molds so instead of steel molds it's rubber molds ah, uh, okay. mixed from like a like a two-part casting rubber sure and, yeah silicon rubber and as far as I know, Reaper is using this, Creature Caster is using it, um, Titan Forge has started actually making really? miniatures, and I think they're using it. And uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely something I want to pay attention to. Anyway, a little bit of a, I don't, I don't mean to take us off topic No, here, this but is fantastic. Yeah, Reaper, Reaper sent me some samples, and one of the samples they sent me is a six-pack of kobolds. Awesome. It's called... Kobold mooks or Ooh, something. Mooks, really? These are some feisty. I, I, they're they're funny little buddies, but they're no, they're they're properly scaled because as um, as you and our listeners know that that kobolds are small humanoids, mm-hmm, small mm-hmm. lawful evil humanoids, and um, yeah, twenty five millimeter scale. A kobold really should be a pretty small little buddy yeah they're it, they really look more like 15 mil models in if you were ways, just yeah. saying that they're that's what size they are but they're in yeah. the 25 mil scale so you know it, it makes sense yeah a, a properly scaled kobold is pretty small and and it, for artistic reasons i know danny made his a little bit bigger mm-hmm. but but there is a joy in painting a properly scaled kobold sure the tiny models you you can definitely get the same kind not maybe not the same kind of like joy i mean you know a good good end product is a good end product you know if you finish painting something um, but painting a smaller model can be just as fun is what i'm trying sure. to say yeah sure. um i've definitely painted my fair share of tiny models and uh yeah when you nail like a tiny model a tiny little face or a tiny little eyeball Man, that that feels pretty good though. Yeah. <clears throat> now I actually I did do the eyeballs on those whiz kids. You did. Uh, you did them good I did. too. Yeah. I mean, they basically worked out. It, it basically worked. I yeah. Think I used. I think I used buff yellow. It'd be golden yellow. It's, I, it's I don't know. pretty bright. Something like that. Buff makes sense. Buff's pretty bright. Yeah. And then I actually got tiny little black dots basically in the right places, so that all worked out. But yeah, painting painting these tiny figures, it's interesting. The uh they they had sculpted like spots on the back. Like the, oh, the yeah. monster monster manual kobolds are kind of an orangey color. They have dark brown spots on their back, mm-hmm. and then their front is like a lighter color. Oh, and so like a dragon, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or or any creature. The, the the ventral side is a bit lighter than the than the dorsal side. That's true. Uh, not I mean not all humanoids are like that, but but a, well, a lot of yeah. a lot of creatures are yeah. And anyway, these these models did have those back spots sculpted. There were there were little molded you know kind of scales or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on something that small, I wasn't going to try to put the the brown spots exactly where those little scales were. <laughs> right. I just kind of randomly put brown spots on the back. Yeah. And it all worked out. Yeah. Um, 
there there are definitely different rules to follow when you're or different rules of thumb for yes. making it work out well when you're when you're painting a small model like that mm -hmm. and all in all i thought they came out pretty well for the amount of time they took yeah and um yeah yeah it uh from from a mini painting point of view, if you care more about mini painting than than cobalt specifically, it is fun to work in different scales. And so, if you're three D printing cobalts, yeah, print some proper size, nice and small. Print some a little bit bigger. You know, you can fudge it and have them twenty five millimeter, like like big twenty five millimeter scale. Yeah. Or for the fun of it, just make it as big as your printer will go. Mm -hmm. You know, make a big mm -hmm. cobalt. Um, if the 13th century German peasantry had 3D printers, you better believe they'd max out the size on that, uh, print those out, slather them in, uh, in you know, goat sack oil. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, have those to kind of protect the homestead. Exactly. You put those things everywhere. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Every room in the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, back then, you know, most houses, I think, were one room, so you could kind of put one in every corner. That's a you good, know, good but... point, actually. <laughs> you really uh, couldn't couldn't do that too too much. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, so I don't have any tiny metal kobolds, but I was thinking about snotlings recently, the the Warhammer snotlings. Okay. And those used to be in metal. And they're they're like a similar sized creature in a lot of ways. That's true. A pro a properly scaled snotling is, is pretty close to the size of a properly scaled kobold. Yeah. And I gotta say, for for that different mini size, different materials have different strengths and weaknesses at different scales. And I actually yeah. think metal kobolds would be okay. They're 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 a little bit they're a little bit spindly, and so they're pointy sticks you'd have to be careful with. They're, you'd, you'd want to bulk out their forearms a little bit <laughs> if you were going to cast them in metal. Um, but I, but I actually think the the smaller the scale, the the less important material is. Like for for yeah. larger minis, I think a lot of people like polystyrene. But for for very small models, hey, I'm I'm cool with PVC and and metal as well. Those those both seem to work out all right for for cobalt sized minis. Uh, yeah. Well, I think once you start hitting a certain size and scale, um, detail isn't necessarily like caked into the sculpt, right? It's like you're giving it almost an idea. Like you were saying, there's you know there's bumps down his back, but you place the the spots kind of wherever you wanted, right? You're you're giving mm -hmm. the idea that this oh look this thing that's super tiny is this little animal and it's got spots on his back. Like the sculpt, the detail is just not as important when you when you get smaller. So I I definitely think that you know whatever material is cheapest. And maybe in this case that like rubber stuff is really doing the job, but like pewter models that are that size, uh, you know, a lot of the old, uh, games workshop stuff, your war master and your, uh, uh, Epic 40 K's were in yeah. metal. There's a lot of plastic too. Um, but yeah, you definitely had that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and and if you're coming at this more from the painting side of things than the cobalt specific side of things, 
hey, try painting in different scales. And if you're going to go for kind of smaller than, than your typical 25 millimeter scale, instead of going to your, your war masters or whatever, I'd actually recommend kobolds because I think that's going to give you a, a, a better result uh, in terms of your mental health and in terms of your spiritual well-being. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, on that note... <laughs> Thank you again for joining us on the first ever, and not last, episode of Kobold Talk. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your Kobold friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and remember, you know take candle. You know take candle. Mm Mm-hmm.